Welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. Yes, it's your boy, your host, Sensei Speeds in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. Back at you with another episode, episode 48. And I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening, loving, hating, liking, sharing, discussing the What Is Life podcast. Because without you, this podcast would not exist. Without you, we would not even be at episode 48. We would not all be engaged how we are. We all wouldn't be locked in. We all wouldn't be tuned in. So thank you for making the What Is Life part of your daily routine, evening routine, whenever, however, wherever you choose to listen to this podcast. Thank you. I love you. And without you, this podcast would not exist. I can't stress that enough. And yes, Pal Pullen is in attendance. Yo, he is cuddled up on this comfy red pillow. Looks kind of satin. And the Chicago Bulls blanket. It's like when you get into this blanket, you just know vibes. Vibes. Especially when you're living your life every day. Like you're Jordan in game six. And that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. in the NBA Finals, this man never saw a Game 7. Crazy. Never let him go past 6. Now, in our minds, we feel like we are the greatest at whatever field we are in no matter what craft we are doing. And we feel like we're the greatest because we get inspired by others. Even if we think we can do something better than somebody else, the fact that they're doing it inspired you to want to be better at something. And in this reality that we live in, It's like we're living in two realities because we see what we see in our mind and we know what man is capable of. We are all capable of exhibiting great power here on earth. Some of us abuse our power wanting to display our dominance and others are just powerless. They're not using the force. Shout out Star Wars. 
No cap, I've only seen probably like two or three Star Wars movies. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, actually. I just like the fighting scenes, obviously. But not when they're in the jets and whatnot. <laughs> or see, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even know the names of, what is it? It's not a starship. But I like when they got the swords. Zing, zing, zing. The lightsabers. That's what they're called. The lightsabers. I used to love watching them fight with the lightsabers. I used to have some lightsabers growing up, too. But yeah, sometimes you got to use the force. Because pressure... Pressure is really what makes us and what breaks us. The more we stand up to pressure, we'll be able to learn how to apply it, learn how to use it for our greater good. Like, for instance, pow. Whenever I walk pow, some people... I don't know. I don't know if they're afraid. I don't know if they're shy. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. But when they see me in pound, they walk the other way. Or they expect me to walk the other way. Now, I like to set pal up for success, but I also, I'm not trying to Avoid conflict. Because I know I have control over my dog. They should be able to control their dog. But if Pal can sense fear and I can sense fear in that person, and then their dog's wilding out and me and Pal just chilling, that tells us everything we need to know. So we just keep on walking. That's what we do. And then it's up to them if they want to say hi or not. Because Pal's always trying to say hi. And I'm always smiling and waving. But the pressure. Because the environment that I live in is white, Mormon, whites, Mormon, suburbia. It's wild. It's wild. But it's cool, though. It's cool, though. Because it allows me and Pal to have our space and our respect. So that's dope. It's just wild, though, because... Okay, I watch, I've watched the news. I've went to school to study the news. Um, it's pretty fear-based. 75% of the news that you see. And how they portray black people on the news 
that make us look like villains. So when I'm walking around, you know, I can feel a white person either tense up or if they're just chill and relax and are open to engagement. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm fully aware that I'm being judged before I'm even casting judgment. Is that fair or unfair? Who's to say? Who's to say? But the pressure comes because it's like there's an anticipation to see if I'm going to act out how they view black people on the news. And besides, for the brief time that I lived in Mississippi and for the while when I was in Japan, ever since I've lived in the ever since I've lived in the United States, I've always been surrounded by white people. So in black households growing up, we are molded and made aware as to how to behave in an environment that is made for the white man. We understand and understand that we cannot get away with half the things that we think we could get away with if we were white. And I'm not trying to make this a race issue. This is just something that I've experienced throughout my 27 years of life and this journey here in this 3D realm of reality that we call Earth. But growing up, we are taught to act a certain way in public, talk a certain way in public, look a certain way in public to try to please the white man. And I say the white man because in the United States of America, for some reason, when we fill out these these forms and all these other lists and things of that nature, we have to identify as white, Caucasian, black, African-American. And those are the only two colors that you see. You don't see yellow, blue, purple, red. And growing up, I was raised not to even know what racism was. I didn't even know what racism was until I moved to America. Had no clue. I was surrounded by Japanese people and positive vibes. So there's a certain pressure put on black people here in the United States that is unseen. And growing up with that pressure, 
it really messes with the core of who we are because we want to act a certain way, but we fear that we won't be accepted. And then some of our fellow brothers and sisters who are black look at black people in a different light, in a different hue. Like, oh, he's an Uncle Tom. Or he's not real, he's a sellout. All that type of rhetoric. So this makes a black person feel not accepted in this world because his fellow black brothers and sisters don't think he's black enough and his white brothers brothers and sisters are saying, well, you're not like every other black guy. So really here, who is it that you're trying to please? Because subconsciously we black folks are taught to please a community that does not look like us. That's a mental illness to me. We should be taught to please ourselves, to get the most out of ourselves, the most out of our craft, the most out of our gifts. Keep applying that same pressure to grow and elevate ourselves instead of someone else because by doing and living our purpose and working on the things that we actually want to work on, it's going to naturally inspire others to want to get the best out of themselves and if they don't want to get the best out of themselves and if they want to keep continuing to serve someone else and keep hating on you, that is completely by their own free will, their own choice, whether they know it or not. Whether they know it or not. I had to let you guys know about that story because it's something that me and pal experience quite frequently. And it's something that we're used to now. It's like we're desensitized to it. So instead of being in reaction mode, we are in action mode. We know how to behave in certain situations. And that's how we adapt as human beings anyway. We have to go through these experiences that we feel are scary or feel uneasy. That feel... We have to go through these experiences that are unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just going to trust the vibe and trust that we attract 
what we want to attract. But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. If you don't have some type of structured plan to put yourself into position to allow yourself to vibe like that. Because you have to put in work regardless if you want to do anything. You just can't become chill. You just can't become aggressive, natured like that without being persistent in that behavior. And it's funny how in stores sometimes you see kids putting mad pressure on parents. <laughs> kids will really wild out and throw a whole tantrum for a toy. I've done it. I've I've thrown a tip or tantrum for him for a Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling figure. Shit, I threw a tantrum one time because I couldn't go on the carousel when I was in second grade. I cried my ass off. <laughs> my dad beat my ass off. <laughs> uh, but I went on it though. But kids will put pressure on the parents to see if they will fold and bend in and cave and get what they want. And this is how kids can see at an early age, what they can get away with. And that shows you right there that humans don't tend well to authority. But they respect authority because authority applies pressure. And that makes mankind behave in a certain way. It shows us how to conduct socially. This puts you and I in a position to make our own choices. To respect this movement over here. Or to say, fuck this movement over here. And keep it moving. Because... The real question is, are you trying to be great only in your mind? Or are you going to show it through your actions? When we become inspired by what we see visually or what we hear sonically, it moves us, right? It it motivates something within. Good experience, bad experience, or no experience, it motivates something within. It's just how we choose to use the inspiration. 
how are we going to transmute that energy and make it even greater than what it was when we consumed it? You have a voice and it needs to be heard. You have a gift and it needs to be shown. The more time that we sit around thinking about how great we can we can be, how much we can how much we can do, how much we can achieve, how much we can accomplish, and we're not putting any action behind it. That's just living in a in a really light world. I mean, it all sounds good, but it's just lightweight. There's nothing physical behind it. There's not, it's not dense enough. People can't see it. People can't consume it. They can't fully digest it properly like they want to. See, it's easy to become enlightened. It's easy to reach enlightenment. All enlightenment is, is becoming or gaining knowledge of something. But there's levels to enlightenment, though. So it's how enlightened do you want to become as an individual? We'll talk about that in another episode. But we love things that are dense just as much as we love things that are light. Think about a car. Instead of wishing that we had something that can transport us so we didn't have to walk, we could take a car instead. We can get the flyest whip, we can get the Benz, the Bentley, or we can get a Kia, Honda. It don't matter. They both provide the same function. But there's different levels of comfort. There's different levels of speed. There's different levels of acceleration. Technology that these cars offer, though. Same thing with enlightenment. But when we do not act on what we know that we can accomplish, that creates pressure. We're just letting all this energy build up. And we're not giving it an outlet. And then this causes frustration within. And then we start looking at Everything in our life that's negative, it sends us back down to a low vibration. And then you get on social media and you see these people creating, you see these people living the life that you want to live or that you think you can live better. And then you start taking your own joy away from your life. Because you start to think that you're living for yourself but you're living to please a community. 
you're living to please a group of people who really probably don't care about you, but they're passionate about their craft and they respect you because they think that you are too. So pressure can throw off our intentions when we are not giving or having faith in the outlet that we've given our energy to. That's why when we form habits, some habits are hard to break because we're used to putting our energy there. Instead of transmuting that energy and giving it a different outlet to let that energy flow, let that energy create, let that energy form a new life there. Now, me personally, I love pressure. I thrive under pressure. It makes me get things done. But it's the type of pressure that I'm comfortable with. Like in the fourth quarter, two minutes left, I'm comfortable with the ball in my hands. Or if I'm playing Madden and I'm down a couple of scores, I'm comfortable in the fourth quarter. Or if it's raining outside and my windshield wipers barely work. My fog lights ain't even working. My, my, I have to use my brights as my headlights. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable, but it's only because I've been in these situations before. I've been in uncomfortable situations before, but the experience, how you respond from the experience, what you gain from the experience, especially if it's something that you want to do, it's going to make you come back. It's going to make you feel better. The pressure is inviting. It's letting you know that your energy is it's ready to be used. And you have enough to get through it. So when you feel that pressure in your life, don't fold to it. Don't succumb to it. Think about that energy that you're feeling. Think about where you can put it. And then go do it. Go do it. Then that pressure will ease up. And then after you're done with whatever job you're doing, after you're done completing whatever task you're completing, you'll feel like you accomplished something because you did. You'll feel like you can breathe because you can. <laughs> you don't got that pressure built up in you. You don't got that stress in you. So be a vibe. Let your aura shine. And don't just be great in your head. Because that's how you get the big head. 
I have a big body to match the big head. Be God body. This is God's world. We're artists, man. Go listen to the Life is Art episode if you want to understand what I just said. Understand what I just said. But that's all the time that we have today for the What is Life podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Like I said, without you, this podcast would not exist. Stay tuned for episode 49. We're so close to 50. I cannot wait till we get to 50. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yo, I'm out here creating, guys. I'm out here living life. You know what I mean? Going through these experiences. So, every time we drop, I have something new, something fresh, something exciting. Because we're building something special here. And I just thank each and every one of you for being a part of it. Being a part of this movement. So stay tuned for episode 49. And if you haven't copped the book, if you have not purchased the book, A Love So Blind. Let me know why. Let me know why. Just let me know why. Also, come engage with us at www spookyvisions.com head over to the blog section let me know what you guys think of the what is life podcast come engage come have fun it's getting spooky spooky yeah